In this episode of Testimony and Musician Story presented by Soundseekers, hip-hop artist Scooty Wop shares his Christian testimony. He talks about taking a Xanax and totaling his car, producing music for rapper Moneybag Yo, and how his Christian music career took off during COVID. Additionally, he breaks down Slide Music 2 featuring TJ and Big Breeze, 4Dom intro, Role Models, and Crash Test in the four-song breakdown. I am Galica Brown, and this is Sound Seekers Presents Testimony, a Musician's Story. Let's start with your first music memory, um, whether it be a song, a music video, performance. Um, I'll say my first music memory would be in church. Um, I learned how to play the drums when I was about six or seven years old. I remember staying after service one day and it was this guy named Derek. I called him Uncle Derek. Um, he was like, you want to learn how to play drums? Because I was always watching him like during services intently, not paying attention to anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, man, like I want to learn how to play. So we, it took us like 30 minutes, but I finally picked up on it. That was like my first um, encounter that I remember with music. Mm-hmm. Our mom, she would always tell me like, since I was out of the womb, like I would hum in her lap in church, mm-hmm. like as a newborn child, whenever the music would play. Um, but I didn't remember it. I was too young. But yeah, playing the drums early at family worship was like my first memory that comes to mind. Okay. Um, so you picked up the drums in like 30 minutes as a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. And as a baby, sorry, just the visual is kind of creepy. Like a little yeah. baby, like humming. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a grown man in this little baby. Right. <laughs> and where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, but I was raised, I would say mainly in South Carolina. Uh my pops, he was a Marine, so we moved around a lot. Um, as I was a kid. We lived in Cuba, um, Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, but I've been in South Carolina for about 16 years of my life. So North Carolina born, South Carolina raised. Okay. Okay. So is that where you would consider home then? South Carolina? Yeah, I would say South Carolina's home. You know, I, I, I developed a lot of relationships here. Um, and I got my uh, country twang from staying. Here most of my life, so. Okay. And you said your dad was a Marine. Um, was your, did you have any siblings? Um. Yes. So I have, I had, I live with with my younger sister. Um. I have two older brothers, an older sister. Um. Some stay in Texas, Arizona. Then my pops, he had, I believe, four more kids. Um, with my stepmom that I think they stay in North Carolina now. So we're kind of all over the place. Then I have not blood relatives, but I've grown up with a lot of people. Okay. And you mentioned your stepmom. Did you grow up in a two-parent household? Um, no, mainly a, a, a one-parent. Um, my pops, he left when I was in third grade in Virginia. We, we were living in Virginia. Um, my parents split, so we had to end up moving to South Carolina because we couldn't afford to stay mm. in one of the richest 
capitals in America. Um, but yeah, it was just me, my mom, my sister. Um, and that's when I connected with like my older siblings as well. And I moved back. Okay. And was it a Christian household? Yeah, my mom, she was she was praying every day, every night, every Saturday morning. You would hear some type of worship and you would smell um, something in the pot to make the house smell good. And I just knew it was time to clean up. But, mm-hmm. you know, she, she was she was definitely praying hard. And that's where I picked up on it. Were you guys um, like weekly churchgoers? Um, it, we, we lived close to the church, so it was like every day basically except for like Fridays we were in the church um which I didn't understand it I would resent it like as a kid um, I'm like man I want to do stuff that all the other kids are doing instead of being in church every single day yeah we, we were there all the time okay. and then how were you as a kid um like yeah what what type of kid were you <laughs> um I would say it, it was like two versions of me um, the first version was whenever I lived in Virginia, I was actually in a, a private school. Um, so I was very sheltered, um, going into like all of the third grade. Then after my parents split and we had to move to South Carolina, everything switched. That's when I got exposed to, um, like gang activity, to drug use, things of that nature, to violence, fighting with different people. So, I was a mixture of both. Like I was good when I needed to be in front of my mom. But after, after I got out into the public with my regular friends, it was a whole different person. Okay. okay. So that whole different person with your regular friends, what mm-hmm. mischievous things were you getting into? Um, j- Just being exposed to, to um, like, of course, the gang thing, I, I actually was put into a gang when I was in fifth grade, going to sixth grade. So by my older brother at that, um, whenever we first met up. Um, so once I got exposed to that, like I hung around a lot of older kids. Like I was the fifth grader with the juniors and seniors in high school. Um, you know, I started smoking in sixth grade, um, was selling stuff in seventh grade. Um, but I was still, you know, playing sports and they would tell me like to stay with the sports programs. But I just wanted, you know, family because I felt like I lost a piece of myself um, and was willing to do whatever to fit in. If it was to talk to girls, um, things of that nature, like I'm like, I'm, I'm with it. Like whatever I got to do to be cool in y'all lives. Okay. So when did you finally give your life to Christ? Um, I would say it was when I turned 19 years old. Um, so I ended up going to this Bible college um, in Atlanta because I was originally supposed to go to college to play football, but I ended up breaking my leg like my senior year. Um, you know, a year passed after I graduated high school. My mom was like, I want you to check out this school. Um, and I was like, all right, fine. I'll check it out because I don't have anything else left. Um, I wasn't making music yet. Um, so I was like, you know, I'll go check it out. I went for a week. Um, and what happened was there was this man named Monty. Um, he actually used to live in Virginia because my mom was a part of a master's commission. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was one of the students that was there. 
So I saw him. I was, man, it looks like somebody I know, but I'm not sure. I waited to surf was over. Walked over. He was like, yeah, I remember you from when you were a kid, like second second grade. Um, and he told me about the school. So it was a good option. So I went. Um, and I was trying to get kicked out because it was like really uncomfortable, you know. Um, I wasn't used to just being loved on. Even though I grew up in church, I resented it because I didn't have much of a life. I had to sneak to do things I wanted to do. Um, so I got saved at 19. I started making music, um, Christian rap music, maybe like two weeks after I got saved. Um, and now we're just running with it. So, I mean, but what happened? What Was there some sort of, was there like a major monumental thing that happened that one year at Bible college or was it small little incidents? Like what was that connection like? Um, so what happened actually before I got to the college, it was um, on my sister's birthday. Um, I was going to take a friend home and I was still using the drugs kind of heavily. And she lived like 45 minutes away. And what happened was I took like Xanax um, for people who don't know, that's that's a drug that probably shouldn't get into if it's not prescribed. Um, so I took one and what happens is like it, it basically is shut your body down if you're doing too much, like it'll calm you down. You'll, you'll feel like you're not in control of your body. So I took her home on the way there. I felt like I was falling asleep a little bit and she was like, oh, you can stay here. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I got to get back home. Um, so on the way back, I was probably about 10 minutes away from my house. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make it. I'm good. And all I, all I felt was like my hands was behind the wheel, but I wasn't really behind the wheel. So I kind of like dozed off and I drove through this median, but I hit a pole. So when I hit the pole, instead of me going into the next lane of ongoing traffic, it woke me up. And I turned back onto the main road. I drove to like a nearby Chick-fil-A and the car is totaled. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't have any like harm on my body. Like I didn't, it crushed just enough to where I could make it to the house. Um, I called my mom was like, yeah, I just got into an accident. Um, she was like, what happened? I was like, you know, I fell asleep behind the wheel. Just trying to play it off. Like I'm tired. It's like two, three o'clock in the morning. But God and her, like she leaves the room, comes back. She was like, were you taking anything? I was like, oh, man, she's got to know. God, God must have told her. So I just fessed up. So I was like, yes. She was like, you need to give at least one year to Christ. Um, so I said, OK. I went and it was a uh, worship night at the school. This is like November before I'm supposed to have my Thanksgiving break. And I was just sitting in the back, like the worship music was playing. And I just broke down. I just started crying, just playing back everything that was going on in life. And I'm like, God has just been so good to me. And it was like, if anybody wants to give their life to Christ, like, you know, come to the front. And I was like one of the last ones at the school that anybody would expect to get up. Like I was the first person to spring up. I was like, yep, I'm not even going to wait. Walk to the front. They prayed for me and. That's that's when I ended up dedicating my life. Okay. Wow. I mean, okay, that's that's impactful. And um props to moms 
Yep. <laughs> one year, just that one year turned into perfectly a lifetime. Amen. <laughs> All right. So, um, are you currently? Do you, are you married? Um, no, I'm not married. I'm seeing someone um, oh. that also makes music, but I haven't put it out there yet. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm getting there. I'm working okay. on it. Do you have kids? Um, I don't. Um, so right. that's always that's been the big confusion um, okay. with one song that I dropped um, called Elani's World. And like, uh, so do you have a kid? It's just rip for somebody that I'll see in the future. Got it. Because, I mean, you do say that, but I just didn't know if there was if you've had a kid since then. Oh, no. <laughs> but. It stands out for me because my niece's name is Leilani. So I'm like, I got to send really? this song to my brother. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how would you say God's presence looks like in your life personally? Um, I would say it, it's heavy. Like, it's really heavy. Um, I, I don't really make any moves unless, like, God tells me to go at this point. Because I've done so much stuff on my own and seeing it backfire. I'm like, I like, I submit everything to you. Um, particularly in music every year, like I'll give God five or six months where I won't even touch my computer. I won't shoot music video. I won't do anything. Like I'm just going to get inside of his face. Um, because I feel like I would get ahead of myself. Um, so God is like in every business decision, if it's just me trying to get something to eat, you know, I hear God's voice say like, oh, like go here, talk to this person. Um, if I'm in IHOP and there's a chance for ministry, he's like, talk to this person. I'm not even hesitating because I've seen him do so much great things, not only in my life, but other people's. Um, it wasn't always like that, though. Yeah. Um, it, I, I felt like he had to earn it at one point. Like, you got to show me something before I'm giving you all of me because I'm not just about to do it and I've never seen you before. Yeah. Um, so I, I used to test God a lot um, purposefully and he would show up. So now, now we're where we're at. Whatever he wants me to do, I do it. Yeah. I mean, your little tests are trivial for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's move forward to hot topics. It's what's trending on Twitter. So, um, I mean, right now, you know, in the world, we had the Dante Wright who was fatally shot by the officer on Sunday morning or Sunday during a traffic stop. And so his death was ruled a homicide by a medical examiner, but the police chief called it an accidental discharge saying the officer intended to use a taser and currently there are demonstrations ongoing outside the Brooklyn Center Police Department and vigils have taken place. So my question to you is how important is it for music to reflect what's going on in the culture like currently? Um, I, I feel like it's very important. Um, you have to be mature though to like handle those topics because once you, once you put that out on your political view on things that's going on, you're opening like a whole nother door um, to people wanting to scrutinize you mm -hmm. um, for using your voice for what you feel is right. 
Um, but it is very important if you have that platform. That's why I look up the people like the Lecrae's, um, you got KB, uh, Derek Mine, the Rockstar JT. Um, they're not afraid to use their platform uh, to stand up for what they believe is right. Um, like, like God has given us a voice. And if we honestly feel like we can contribute and bring peace in a sense and understanding rather than rally people up to do something wrong, then we should use it anytime we have the opportunity to. Me personally, um, I, I use my music for literally the people in my area because I want, I want to take hold of what's going on around me and branch out. Um, I don't want to seem like I'm ignoring the own problems that's happening in my backyard. Um, but yeah, we, we have a responsibility um, to enlighten people who may not understand what's going on. That's a big thing. It's going to take a lot of understanding as an artist or even as a black male to explain to people and have patience with them um, as to why certain things are agitating us. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a it's a big role that we have, especially in recent times, because it's easy for a song to blow up like that. You can put a powerful message in a song that goes viral on TikTok, but it's still spreading something that's that's um, keeping people aware. Yeah. Okay. And as far as your music goes, we're talking about your music now. You said once you gave your life to Christ, what, like a week later or two weeks later, you were making Christian music? Yeah, like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you were making secular music prior and then all of a sudden you just decided to switch. Like, how was that Christian music start? Um, so I, I I would always chill with my homeboys, like like in the trap or things of that nature, like just playing around with, you know, cut a beat on, like who will be smoking. And I kind of just be back there, you know, trying to freestyle. Nothing was working, um, but I would just talk about what I had going on. I was uh, a secular producer, though, first before I even started rapping. Um, so I produced for artists like Moneybag Yo before, like, everything really took off with him. Um, people like Shy Glizzy. I, I was working with secular artists. Um so I, I kind of had a knack for music. I didn't know where it came from, but I picked up a computer and stuff just came naturally. Once I got saved, um, and my mom can attest to it, before then I was known as the two-bar rapper who could only get two lines out before completely fumbling the whole thing. Um, but I got saved, and two weeks later, same situation, different setting riding in the car with, with a couple of my homeboys from the Christian college now. Everybody else is freestyling. They're doing a great job. I was like, man, go ahead, freestyle something. I'm like, man, I'm I'm good. Like, I, I don't really do that. You know, I make the beats. Um, but they said, just try it, man. Like, just go for it. So I tried it. It was like some click, like 15 minutes straight. You're just freestyling oh. everything that's been going on, seeing stuff outside. Um, and God just brought it all together. So like two weeks after, I gave my life to Christ. Like everything musically started to click. And I couldn't understand why. That's dope. That's God. <laughs> Definitely God. For real. He had you humming as a baby and rapping as a baby in faith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so um, how did you get to the point of where you 
are now because I mean you have made a pretty big impact um and I'm assuming what's a short amount of time <laughs> um it, it's been pretty quick um I would say corona coronavirus was like the best worst thing to happen to me career-wise um I felt like it was bad because I was already not really gaining traction like trying to get my music out there, you know, trying to go to these shows to, to build a fan base up. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing was I didn't even have to leave my house and I can just create, create, create. Um, doing challenges like for Miles Minix, um, that's what really mm -hmm. put me on the map because I won the Pluto Challenge and I was like the third entry. Um, and there was like 200 other entries by the end of it. Mm -hmm. I ended up winning that, getting a relationship with Miles. Other people started to look. I was like, oh, who's that? Who's that? Um, then I started to do other challenges like permission. Um, I won that challenge. And then people from the West Coast started really rocking with my music. Um, then Rockstar JT actually reached out um, one day. This was before the Reach Summer playlist. Okay. Um, I was I was doing music, you know, it was going pretty good. Rapzilla did a couple of articles. I was like, okay, I think things are starting to work out. Rockstar calls me. We've never talked before. I don't even know how he got my phone number, but he calls me like on FaceTime, and I see his two numbers on there. First time having an iPhone was like last year, so I'm like, all right, how do I answer it? I answer it. It's Rockstar and it's Hovey. Oh snap! I'm like. <laughs> I know Hobie because I used to like serve the city takers. Um, and then I see Rockstar. I was like, okay, like that's Rockstar JT. Like I, I heard some of his music. It was like, man, we got this record that we want to do. Um, and I've been listening to your music and you have like a, like a ratchet Christian hip hop type sound. I'm like, yeah, you know, some, some light, nothing crazy trying to stay humble. And he was like, this is the beat. Um, it came on Kid Classic. I was like, okay, I like that. I like that. Um, Hovey was like, I was thinking about just saying something like, stay, stay, stay. Uh, I was like, <laughs> okay, like, I can build off of that. Um, so they was like, yeah, you know, like, just give us like a week and like, see what you come up with. Um, that same night, I, I got on my laptop because I was so energized. I'm like, wow, like, I was really talking to these dudes just out of the blue. My God, I thank you. Hopped on the uh, mic. Like, right, right. City with brand new whip. It was like the second take um, that I recorded it all at one time. And I was like, this is the one. I called my uh, my brother Rich. I played it for him on FaceTime. It was like, oh, this is hard. I said, bet. <laughs> that was confirmation. I sent it to uh, Rockstar. He texted me back like a week later. It was like, hey, like, don't say nothing, but I think Ace wants to put it on the summer playlist. I was like, what summer playlist? It was like the Reach <laughs> summer playlist. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so we, we get the process rolling. I get a call from Ace. I'm like, okay, like, this is really emotion. Ever since then, um, that, that did pretty well. Then I started to drop my own stuff. I linked up with Big Breeze and Guy Fearing. Um... Off of, off of slide music. That was our first time meeting each other at the uh, music video shoot. Um, so we had no like interactions in person. We shot that. We put it out. It was like, we need more from y'all. 
Um, we ended up dropping the project. Then Lecrae catches wind of it and shares it. I was like, this is crazy. Like, God is just doing some amazing stuff so fast. Um, ever since then, I've been building a relationship with Lecrae, um, dropping the solo project by myself. He saw that and he shared it. Um, and I just feel like God's favor has just been over my life heavy. No, okay. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> and, wow. Um, gosh, that's, that's crazy, man. That's incredible. Um, pretty much. So rockstar JT, I've told his testimony, rockstar, Holby, um, who else? mission, miles Minnick. He's going to, I just interviewed him. So that, he's going to be the season. But, um, when I was talking to rockstar JT, he suggested that I reach out to you to hear your testimony. Oh yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> that's um that's an incredible testimony though. And I didn't realize that it was all like happening pretty much during COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So so you've built some pretty cool relationships that have also turned into <laughs> dope features, but how important is it to have musical relationships? Um, I, I think it's very important. Like I, I reach for the relationship before the record. Um, so even with the record that me and Rockstar have with Tadashi, it was like when I got to the studio, um, I was just asking him questions about him. You know, like what's life like? I listened to some of your music growing up. You know, not not all the time because I wasn't a big Christian hip hop head. I only knew Lecrae, and that was basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to build relationships because then you get a better feel of what the song can be about rather than, oh, let's let's just talk about this and see where it goes. Like, I want people to learn who we are as people rather than just artists through our music. Um, whether if that's just going out like this past weekend, it was like me, George Rose, uh, Big Breeze, um, Eric, Rockstar. We just went out to go get something to eat. Before we even touch music, it was just, let's go out here. Let's go to the store. Let's go shopping. Let's just spend time with each other um, because we want to have long lasting relationships. Like I want to have my kids and see, oh, that's Uncle Rock. You know, that's Uncle Rockstar. That's that's Uncle Breeze. Not just, oh, I used to rap with him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm real big on relationships before actual music. Stop. So are you still in Atlanta or did you go back to South Carolina? So I went back to South Carolina because um, I'm helping my mom out um, with this leadership academy. Like on weekends, we we help teach the kids in the city about God and just how to apply uh, biblical practices to real life. Um, I'm still in Atlanta, though, very frequently. Like if there's a show, I'm, I'm on the road early in the morning, Friday morning do what I got to do for the weekend and come back. If they need me for anything, it's just a call and I'm there. Okay, cool. And you're currently working on your debut album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's um, it's it's weird because, like, even the last project, a lot of people was like, that's the debut album. I was like, uh, it was a glimpse um, into what you can get. Um but I'm working on it. Like I started yesterday, just making the beat 
Um, I, I just want people to come into my life and actually, this will actually have features on it, okay. um, which will be good because a lot of my other music, I didn't have features on, on projects. So it, it's in the progress. Sweet. Is there, are you like hoping to release it during a certain time period? Um, odd enough, I, it won't be releasing this year. I feel like it would be in 2022. And when I told my homeboy about that, it was like 2022. That's, that's so far away. I was like, I know, like, I want this to be like a timeless piece of work. Um, Nipsey Hussle talks about that a lot. Like his last album was timeless. Like you can play that. 15, 20 years on the road and it's still good music. Mm -hmm. um, so this is one that I really want to like take my time and put together. So 2022, I'll say fall 2022, uh, I should have the album done. Oh, fall, not even winter. <laughs> right. <laughs> a whole year and a half. Okay. So, but until then, we can still listen to Waptavia's Porter Volume 1, right? Yeah. Um, where's the name come from? Where's Scooty Wop come from? Um, so Scooty Wop came from a lot of people call me Scooter back home. Um, and my older brother, he was like just shorting it down to Scooty. Like the name doesn't have a huge meaning to it. It was just we put stuff together. The WAP comes from I listened to a lot of Gucci Man um growing up. Mm. So that was one of his main ad libs. I was like, wow. I said, oh, I like that. So I just put one behind the other one and I felt like it popped because I had another rap named Lil Scope when I first started. And it was like eight other artists with that name. I said, I gotta, I gotta find something that that is super unique. When you see it on paper, you're like, why did he even use that name? But it worked. Nice. Dope, dope, dope. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Can you hold on, my <laughs> grandma? Grandma, I'm trying to do an interview. <laughs> I, I'll put on your westerns. Don't worry. I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> um, maybe 10, 10, 15 more minutes. Who? It's not like you know who it is, Grandma. <laughs> Scooty Wop. Scooting who? Scoot. <laughs> scoot you. Who trying to scoot? You better go scoot and put on my westerns, girl. Who? All right. Who is? Oh, it was you? You Mr. Scooty? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Scooty. I, I'm Mother Brown. Nice to meet you, Scooty. Nice to meet you. Much obliged. You too. So, so you be that man who be always two-stepping and got like catchy hooks and stuff? Yeah, you know, two-stepping in the spirit. Okay, okay. Can you uh sing that 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 slide music too? I like to slide to that. Can you give me a little little of that? I got you. Oh, um, let's go. Cool, my dogs on with the game. We gonna slide, slide, slide. I'll go to war with anybody. Longest game by my side. Mm -mm. Yeah, that is how I go. A little something like that. Okay. I just say slide a lot. You okay? Well, I mean, I need to be working on my slide, my shuffle. You know, I had a, a hip replacement about about 25 years ago. It'd be acting Ooh. up. It's acting up right now with the little couple little slides I just did right now. But uh, 
I, I sure enough appreciate you, Scooty, and, and letting me do a little slide with you. I appreciate it. We're going to keep sliding. All right, all right. I'll let you get back to my grandbaby. Yes. All right, Grandma. I told you. Just give me like 15 more minutes. All right. Um, thank you for entertaining my grandma. Not no problem. Um, so we have a four song breakdown and it's where the artist raps or recites a verse and discusses what's going on between the lines of the song story. And my grandma had you introduce live music to it, TJ and Big Breeze. Um, do you want to just talk briefly about that song and, and why the two features? Uh, yeah, so slide music um, two was was actually uh, kind of like an answer to the first one that I did when I first started making Christian rap music. Um, basically, just letting people know, like, in the, in the streets, whenever you say you're sliding, like, it means that you're you're going for it. Like, if your homeboy calls you, like, no matter where you're at, what time it is, like, I'm I'm gonna ride for my brother. Um, now we're, we're flipping it for guidance. Like if God calls my name, like I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to war with any and everybody, even if it's somebody close to me, like my family, like if God's telling me to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, so it started off by myself. Um, before I started to build relationships, TJ actually hit me up on Instagram. It was like, man, like you hard. Let's get a record. I was like, you know what? I literally just finished this song, but I only had one verse. Mm. So I sent it to him. He puts his verse down. I'm like, bet, all right, me and me and uh TJ. He was like, nah, like, let's add somebody else. I was like, who you think about? He's like, Big Breeze. I'm like, um, who is that? Like, I, I've never really, I, I don't know who everybody is. He sent me his page. I said, that's the dude that I met at A3C. Mm. Okay, okay. So I asked uh stretched out the beat, sent it to him. He sent the fastest verse back whenever I was listening to it. I was like, man, this is great. So I felt like we all came from a similar struggle and it, it just came together supernatural. I was like, man, like what y'all talking about, I feel like it's real. So that's how that song came about. Um, and of course, just the bounce of it. I felt like I hadn't heard it in Christian hip hop. Um, I was like, yeah, like y'all, y'all think y'all like this? I'm like, this a hit. So we put it together. Okay, okay. And um, could you do a little of what Fodum intro? Is that how you pronounce the song? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, for Dom, my bad, my bad. For Dom. <laughs> um, so I can give a yeah, yeah, I can I can open up with it. Um mm, 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 mm. they try to lock us in the cage and treat us like some rats. If you're my brother, then I got you, so don't question that. Let's get my dog in the casket, don't know how to act. They got your killer on the cell, so I can't get him back. Can't barely sleep, I'm thinking about how I'm going to stay alive. Cop and shoot you on your way home from a nine to five. I ain't no dog, boy. I'm from the trenches. I'm going to give my people hope, boy. I'm cool with bees, a lot of Gs, and them low boys. So for Dom is actually for um my brother and a lot of people's brother on the island. Um, he was he was killed in 2015, um, like two minutes away from my job um, by somebody who I was in a gang with. So that that kind of threw me off. Um, but 
everybody that lives in this area, like when they heard that song, like it was something that we needed to do because there's so much gun violence mm -hmm. and so much police brutality and and it's so much this misunderstanding of of like what life is right now. So when I wrote the song, it was originally supposed to be the outro, like the end of the project. Okay. My girl listened to it. She said, no, this needs to be like the beginning. Like it sets the tone. Um, but I, I just wanted people to, to to see what it is that we go through on a daily. Um, cool with G's, a lot of B's and low boys. Like I was heavily gang influenced, um, not just with the gang I was in, but I was all over the place. Like I'm cool with them, I'm cool with them, I'm cool with them. I say in the verse, either you trapping or you balling, we had no choice. Like either you play sports or you was a dope dealer. Like music wasn't really an avenue. Um, and if you if you were selling dope, it was two more avenues. Either you were dead or you were in prison. So we really didn't have many options. It's such a small dork. Um, but that song just highlights everything that that I was feeling in that moment. I was just pouring out a lot of emotions. All right. And role models? Role models. Um, I'll do the verse. Trying to make them play through a model. Mm, Promethazine all in my bottle. Gang affiliated had no father. Homicide emotion had a louder. I was looking to the judge, trying to smoke away the paint. When I moved on in the sky, that's when them bullets start to rain. Clear up by my head, my brother dead, I'm getting faded. Got too much on my mind, but ain't got too much more to say. Um, role models was literally just letting people know, like, growing up, we didn't have much anything good to look up to. Even though the parents would try, like, my mom, she was trying extra hard, mm -hmm. but it was something about seeing, you know, how, how bad things brought you good feelings temporarily. Um, kings turning to dope dealers and girls into pole models. Like, I have classmates that were never selling drugs at classmates that were never promiscuous. Now, you know, they're, they're selling their body on, on what is it? Only fans or working in a strip club, or you see this person just got locked up for, for trafficking. I'm like, somebody has to step up and show these people like it's, it's a better way to live life. Um, and we really didn't have good role models. We had people who were stand-ins, but, not good enough to where we we learn from it and did something better with our lives. So it's more so like a hurt place where it's like these kings didn't realize that they're kings and mm -hmm. queens realize that they're queens. Like it's more than just getting a quick buck um because we're missing something, trying to fulfill something. So role models, that's what else about. Mm -hmm. And a crash test. Ooh, let me see. That was I got to really remember the lyrics for that one because I like, it's a method called Punching In. Okay. I didn't write that song at all. It was just, all right, let me see. I had 2020 vision, back to the base, true to religion, I'll perk that on a regular base. I was praying for my dog. He was fighting on the cases, told me, if anybody going to make it out, you got to make it. So I keep my head to the sky. Can't let them fall. No, can't see me cry. No, I. Live like enough to see my son look him in the eyes and tell him that ain't perfect, but I won't leave your side. No. Um, crash test was was basically just me professing that 
I don't have my hands in anything anymore. Like I'm basically the crash test dummy and God is controlling the wheel. Um, that part where my friend was, was fighting cases. That's actually Francesco who, um, I named the last song of every project after. Okay. Um, he was, he was fighting a lot of different legal issues. We were born on the same day. He's the one I started making music with. Um, and he was just telling me like, you, you have something special over your life. You have to be the one to make it out of South Carolina and bring good energy back. Um, you have to be the one to be a role model. Um, and I, I was just looking like, man, like I gotta be a right. Even if I didn't choose to be like, this is what God has handed me. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to embrace it. So your crash test is just whatever God wants to do. I might get hurt. I might get banged up, but he's always putting me in a new situation to try again. Okay. And why do you title the last track of every album, um, Francisco? Um, so I name it that because the first first project that I did, um, he actually helped me write the song. But since he was locked up, he couldn't like do the song with me. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you 50 percent of everything. It's going to be your name. He gets out so he could actually like hear this one. Um, he helped me write that one as well. Um, so I, I always like pay homage to him. He's not even, he's still alive. Like, but we have such a tight relationship. Um, he was one of the first people that I met when I moved here. And for us to have the same birthday and everything like that and do music, it was like, he's one person that, that I want to benefit. Like if something were to happen to me, like Frankie is, is my close homeboy. He's like my mother's second child. Um, Okay. Sweet. Well, now that you've gone through the whole interview process, who would you like to see me interview? Whose testimony would you like to hear? Um, I would say TJ, most definitely. Um, it would be TJ. Um, I just had May 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 May. He he has a pretty powerful testimony. Um, and then my manager enlightenment, he actually has been doing Christian rap for like the last 15 years. Um, but his testimony is real powerful. Hey, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching the show. However you consume us. Thank you. Please subscribe to the show. And if you really enjoy the content, please leave a review. It really does help with the ranking of the show. And if you want to go an extra mile, share the show, share this episode. And for all things testimony, visit testimonystories.com. Until next time, I'm Gilika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.